Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Trauma is something that is so subjective. It could be hard to measure and sometimes even harder to understand what someone else is going through and what trauma really means to each individual person. And today we're going to talk about that and ways that we can move trauma out of the body or find our own way to deal with it, internalize it, and give ourselves a reason to come out on the other end. My guest is Liz Arch. She's the director of the Purple Dot Yoga Project, a nonprofit that uses yoga as a healing tool to support and empower survivors of domestic violence. Liz, tell us a little bit about trauma and and the Purple Dot Yoga Project, why it came about, and what you're seeing as far as prevalence today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having me. So Purple Dot Yoga Project, as you mentioned, is a nonprofit, and we use yoga to support and empower individuals affected by domestic violence. Um, and domestic violence is a silent epidemic. The statistics are really staggering. One in four women, one in seven men will experience severe physical violence from an intimate, intimate partner at some point in their lifetime in the United States. And 24 people per minute are victims of rape and physical violence or stalking by an intimate partner. So it's it's so much more prevalent than um, what we may think and what we talk about. And the book for me really came about um, through my own experience with intimate partner violence and healing myself holistically using the tools that I presented in the book and then seeing how transformative these tools were not only for myself, but, but the people that I work with. So let's talk about that then. Body, brain, gut, and we're learning so much more about the the flora and our gut system and its relationship to not only mood and immune system, but so many other organ functions of our body. So, But let's start with the body itself. When somebody goes through trauma, Liz... Really, I mean, it affects the whole body. You're, you, you feel it not only mentally, but you feel it physically. Some people respond by crawling into bed. Some people respond by high anxiety or the shakes or, you know, there's, or, or turning to drugs or alcohol. There are so many ways that our psychological stressors manifest themselves physically and physiologically. Tell us about how we can work with our bodies and even how yoga helps to help with that trauma. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you are absolutely on point that um, traumatic stress and traumatic memories can be stored at a sensory level in our body. So yoga, what's really beautiful about the practice is that research is emerging that it can be a, a powerful way to reprogram some of these automatic physical responses and that yoga uh, really has the power to, to help ease symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, um, ease symptoms of anxiety, depression, insomnia, and even chronic pain. There was a study that came out that, that showed that um, mindfulness, which is a part of, of yoga, um, that meditation can reduce pain by 40 to 57%, which is double the pain-relieving strength of morphine. So exciting things are um, being done in these areas. It's true. And, and anytime you look to something that's going to be 
breathing, meditation, ways that your body can kind of let go, whether it's guided imagery, visualization, whatever it is. Our brains are such an important part of all of this, whether we're having intrusive thoughts, even after the trauma, some people, Liz, have these thoughts 10, 20, 30 years down the line, which is PTSD. And so, you know, how can we program our brain or, you know, give us some meditations, mindfulness practices that you would use to help get rid of some of those intrusive thoughts that are so pervasive? Yeah. So what meditation does is it elicits what's known as the relaxation response, which is essentially the antidote to the stress response. So it creates physiological changes in our body, like decreased heart rate, and blood pressure, slower breathing, muscle relaxation. And as you mentioned, there's evidence that suggests that meditation can actually change our brain. So for for listeners out there, for me, one of the easiest things to do is to just start to tune into our breath. It's so accessible. So placing one hand on your lower belly and breathing into your belly as you inhale, feeling your lower abdomen inflating like a balloon. And then as you exhale, feeling your lower belly gently fall. And breath connects us. It happens in present moment. So if you're experiencing things, like you mentioned, like these intrusive thoughts, these flashbacks, um, it can help you connect back to the present moment and really ground into what's happening in your physical body. And is it possible, you, you just said, yes, it can really help you in, in doing these meditations, but in the long term, is this something that you feel that you have to do pretty often? I mean, if someone's going to do yoga and learn meditation and breathing, does it help for the long term, or are we talking about closer to the time of the actual event? What's great about these practices is that even if trauma occurred um, as a child, so years ago, uh, we can still create these changes in our brain now as adults. There was research out of Harvard where they did MRI brain scans on people who had never meditated before, and then they put them through an eight-week program of mindfulness, taught them how to meditate, and they were able to detect changes in brain structure in as little as eight weeks. So um, these practices, what I love is that they're, they're safe and there's no side effects. So it's something that really you can use long term. Yeah, see, that's the most important part, right, is that it's something you need to learn, but that there are no side effects. And as somebody who, you know, has always professed exercise as a way to lower your blood pressure and risk for many diseases and all of these kinds of things, but also help increase your mood and help you to feel better and get those good hormones going, this is yet another way that we can look to these natural practices. Now, the gut, as I said before, we're learning more and more. So Liz, tell us how what we're eating and and what we're doing can help with depression, anxiety, and some of those intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Food is often overlooked in mental health. It's often only spoken about in terms of your waistline or diet, fad diet, or, you know, looking physically healthy but it has a huge link to our mental health and to our moods. Our gut is known as our second brain. It's made up of over 100 million neurons, which is more neurons than we have in our 
spinal cord, and it's actually our gut brain or enteric nervous system that produces 95% of our body serotonin, which is that kind of critical neurotransmitter that, um, uh, you know, pharmaceutical companies always talk about with with their medications. So chronic stress can really lead to long-term damage for our digestive system, um, and learning how to repair and heal our gut can start to really ease a lot of these symptoms like anxiety, like depression. It can. Now, give us some workable practices, things that you would like people to do as far as caffeine, sugar, alcohol, gluten's been a big thing. Uh, You know, I don't know how much I really agree with all of the gluten, you know, cutting it out of the diet, but there's certainly ways that these kinds of foods. What do you do, Liz, as far as smoothies? And do you like to do those kinds of things and, and, and put everything together to make all these colors and antioxidants and healthy foods? Yeah, so I think what's really important, and you kind of hit on it, is like, you know, you're not sure about gluten, um, is that every body is different, and there are different food sensitivities, and there's blood tests that you can do that are very specific and unique to your body, and you can find out actually what your body negatively responds to. Um, for me, gluten is not a huge issue for me, but it can be for other people if you have that sensitivity. Things that are really triggering to my system that cause inflammation are sugar, and that's kind of across the board for everyone. Um, caffeine, there's research that links caffeine to anxiety. Um, so for me, I was diagnosed with panic disorder. So cutting out, eliminating caffeine has been monumental to shifting um, my mental health state. So I, I just love to start my day with with healthy fats, um, with nutrients, with B vitamins, and that you know comes in the form of of food. And also supplementation can be really helpful if you're missing some of these nutrients in your food. That's true. Absolutely important. And and wrap it up for us. Tell us what you would like us to know about trauma. And the lingering effects that it can have, whether or not you have it as a child or as an adult, or even if you're somebody who just internalizes. I mean, Liz, I do hundreds of these shows a week on cancer and brain tumors in children and all of these things. And and I try not to, as doctors do as well, let it get to me and let it upset me on a daily basis. But we all take trauma differently. And whether it's a physical attack on our bodies or a mental attack with everything going on in the country today, we all need to learn ways to process it. So give us your best advice and what you'd like us to know about Purple Dot Yoga Project and using these kinds of techniques, yoga, meditation, breathing, all of these things to help us to let go of a little bit of it and figure out the best ways for our body and our mental health to deal with them. Yeah, so I always say that we can't heal what we can't feel. So starting to create a safe space for your body to um, physically down-regulate, to pull you out of that stress response and into this relaxation response is really critical, creating that time and space for yourself. And my, my kind of message to to everyone out there is there are tools that you can use to help you learn to self-regulate your nervous system, to strengthen your emotional resiliency, and ultimately to transform your pain into your greatest power. So we can make meaning of our suffering and turn this post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth. Lovely. Tell people where they can find out more about you. 
they can find me on my website at lizarch.com or on social media, Instagram at lizarch or Facebook and Twitter at Primal Yoga. Thank you so much for being with us today, and you're listening to Life's Too Short. It certainly is. So if you do have anxiety or depression or PTSD, there are things you can do, people you can reach out to, and ways that you can help yourself both mentally and physically. Thank you so much for listening. You can tune in on TuneIn. Or you can tune in on iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are played. But we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for joining us, and stay well.